Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Sports Joe presents the GAA Hour. Welcome along to the GAA Hour. It's a very exciting week with the AIB All-Ireland Club Hurling and Football Finals coming up this Sunday. We're delighted to be joined on the show this week by Connor Glass. Lee chats to him in part two of the show. And I was chatting to St. Thomas's fullback Finton Burke ahead of the Hurling Final. And uh, you can listen to that now. How's it going, Finton? Not too bad, nine or seven. Not too bad now. How have you found the... Uh, the cold snap there the last few weeks. I'd say uh, it's been it's been tough going out hurling in that weather. I'd say yeah, it's not too bad. I suppose we're nearly used to it. Only all are used to the bad weather, but uh, Anton beats the rain. I suppose. Yeah, you must be used to it as well uh, as as an electrician. I suppose the the early mornings with that as well. It's nearly a double hammy between that and the evenings hurling. Yeah, it's hard to face the mornings now, and it's minus minus degrees getting up out of bed. Tough out going. Um, I I can imagine. How how did you manage the the Christmas, Fintan? Like, obviously, you're probably used to it. You had it in, in different years preparing for semi finals and. And so on, like were you out training on Christmas Day or anything wild like that? I suppose personally, I actually went away on holidays for a, for a week or two. But I know the lads; they took kind of a few days off, and like we're not silly. We know there's a lot more important things over Christmas than than hurling, like say spending time with, with family and friends is is a lot more important than getting a bit of training done. And the lads took kind of a few days off after the match, got a few sessions done over the Christmas day just to keep the bodies going and kind of go back on the horse then first kind of week of January and pushed on she probably knew that like you've such a bank of training behind you at this stage it's nearly just as much as keeping it going rather than 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 going wild with Anton yeah like if, if you're not fit at this stage of the championship you, you have serious questions to ask yourself so it's more about just keeping keeping the body moving and keeping fresh and, and keeping that small bit of hurling done on, on the wall at home like is nearly enough and then just give two kind of two weeks of bank of two weeks of hard training and, and settle down there for the match So you were able to enjoy, enjoy the Christmas dinner and all all that goes with it anyway Yeah yes, no harm at all Lovely Good stuff The full the turkey and all the trimmings <laughs> Oh everything with it <laughs> Good stuff um, I suppose you're, you're well used to having a bit of a layoff like you had you had seven weeks um, 
before that Ballygunner game. Um, it's probably leading up to six or seven again uh, to this one, but it certainly did you no harm the last time anyway. Yeah, I suppose it gives you a chance. Lads, they need to get any bit of extra work done. They can get that work done and lads, they need a bit of a break and, and leave, need to leave down the hurdles, can leave down the hurdles. So probably there's positives and the negatives obviously to it, but I suppose it's up to you and up to the team to, to focus on the positives. How did you manage it between um, the Galway final and, and the Ballygunner game? Like, do you get a few challenge matches with clubs from different counties or, or what way did you did you go about? Yeah, it's hard enough to get challenges, obviously, when you have, say, club teams obviously aren't really trained and, and, and you've your county teams are kind of probably a step ahead of you and have a lot of lads playing Fitzgibbon games. So we just we were lucky enough we got a challenge game, obviously, with the county team in Galway. That was nearly the only challenge game and we're probably very lucky that we have a strong enough panel that our in-house games are, are up to a standard of, of, of a challenge game How many would you have like I know St. Thomas is, is, is a rural area but you, you have good numbers there Yeah in fairness we did like majority of days you'd have 30 lads training in fairness like any lad that was playing junior has is kept coming along senior on the senior panel which isn't easy obviously for them you know training and, and not getting game time but fair play to them they've, they've kept coming and keep pushing the lads that are in front of them to push us. I suppose rightly so, like there was so much talk about about Ballygunner coming up to that game and um they're going for their second All Ireland and so on. It's probably a nice way to approach a game like from St. Thomas's perspective that you're maybe in the long grass in in some ways. Like it's kinda maybe more the pressure was was on Ballygunner coming into it. Yeah, I suppose you could say that we probably had nothing to lose in the fact that the media were probably building them up to be already in a in the semi final. So yeah, look, it obviously it, it takes that small bit of attention and pressure off you. Yeah, definitely. Would that have annoyed you in any way that, like, you know, you're, you've won six Galway titles in a row, um, like you've, you've an All Ireland club and so on, and still you were kind of you were big underdogs coming into that game. I wouldn't say annoyed probably be the wrong word. Obviously, like you're you're going to use it as some small bit of motivation as well as a lot of other things. But no, I wouldn't say it annoyed us. It probably it helped us really, to be honest with you. Probably that small chip in your shoulder. It, it, considering how we have performed probably on the provincial stage in the last few years, it, it was probably justified. Like, I suppose, would something like even last year when I suppose you felt that you didn't show up against Dunloy, like would something like that be more of a motivation coming into a, a semi-final? Yeah, I suppose, obviously, like you yeah, use a lot of different things you can't really rely on one thing so obviously the deny loss last year was was a was a big factor in us probably getting back to the to the All-Ireland semi-final and, and giving ourselves the chance to do ourselves justice and then you're obviously using that to try push on to the next stage as well as say being underdogs and, and a lot of other things in the past So it was a, a long game like the 80 minutes against Ballygunner I'd say by the end of that like because it was it was such a hard hitting and such a ferocious game I'd say the legs were, were fairly heavy and cramping nearly by, by the end of that uh, Yeah so it was the last probably 10-15 minutes is, is, is all in your head really it's more mental than it is physical you're your body is well drained and it's just trying to keep your head right and probably keep pushing through and, and not doing too crazy when you get the ball. I know you're known as the, the sideline specialist, but were any of the lads slagging you that you were the only lad to miss the, the penalty for Thomas in in the shootout? That's the only thing I heard about the whole way home on the bus was the penalty I missed. The, the boys all hit good ones though, in fairness, didn't they? It was as if they, they only mentioned that they hadn't been practicing too much, but I suppose a penalty, it nearly is just natural, yeah, just take a belt out. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's no point overthinking, pick a spot and go for it and just hope that the goalie doesn't guess right and 
that'll find the back of the net. How often do you practice sidelines? Like, or is is it something that you focused on from a young age? Uh, I I wouldn't practice them at all nowadays because it's very rare that say I'd be coming out of fullback to actually hit them. But it's it's probably something I would have practiced just been a young lad at the pitch every day. And lucky enough, I only live maybe a minute walk from the pitch, and the old lad is is and was caretaker of the pitch back then. So I used to just be up there when he'd be cutting the grass or whatever, just hitting sidelines. And it wasn't something I intentionally practiced. It was more just something that I just, I don't know, it's just kind of, I was doing it out of pure enjoyment and it's just something that I haven't kind of forgot to do. What is, is like, there's obviously so many Burks in, in Valbeck. What is your relationship? Uh, are you a cousin of, of say, David Burke and, and those brothers and Bernard Burke? He's in a separate cousin. Yeah, so say... Yeah, so Bernard would be my first cousin and then David, Aina, Kyle, Dara, Kenneth and the rest of them would all be my second cousin, sir. Okay, okay. So would John Burkey be your uncle then? The yeah, no, or? so yes, John would be he's on my first cousin. Okay. He'd be my outlet's first cousin, sir. Right, right. And Bernard would be cousins with the uh, Burks. It's hard to draw all the lines here. but Yeah, yeah. So he'd be, for, he'd be second cousin with the Burks as well, sir. Okay, okay. And um, do you have much memories of that um, 2013? You were probably 16, 17? Yeah, yeah, probably 15, 16, yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose my main memory is sitting in the, we're sitting at the Cusick stand and just looking out and just, I suppose, dreaming of, of hope and nearly hoping more than dreaming that one day we get our chance to go out there and, and get a medal. It must have been a great inspiration, like, when they did do it, you know, to, to see the, the, the team winning. Yeah, I suppose. It gives you that small bit of confidence knowing that, say, in the next two years that you're hoping to get onto that team and push on knowing that they are able to do it. I suppose David is probably the, like, the fact that he came back um, this year, I know you did something similar um, when you did your your knee against Ballyhale that day. I think you were back six or seven months. Like, was he on to you um, looking for a bit of advice uh, this year? Uh, not really. It was like David and David, like, you know, we kind of we had a fair idea that he was going to put in the hard work, and it was kind of nearly our our job to just get him get him a chance to come back, I suppose. But no, chat once or twice maybe at the start of what was the best thing to do, or you know what I found good or what I found beneficial, and he probably just took it from there. In fairness, did you get an operation when when you did yours? Yeah, yeah. So I did mine on Paddy's day and got an operation then said three weeks later. I know when some people come back from a knee injury that they can have small things, maybe hamstrings, the knee can be tight. I was talking to Kieran Brady from the Cavan Club that won at the weekend and he said he had to get a screw out of the knee after and that was it was only then when it when it um kind of came back to normal. Like how, how did you find it say in the I suppose the years that follow. Yeah, I suppose I probably I was talking to a few lads that had done it and they probably were saying like that the mental side of it is a lot more tougher to kind of come back from than the physical. So like when I came back for the final I was probably seventy or eighty percent and probably over the next three months kind of came back properly right. But it's just it's small things like your your fitness and kind of that kind of side of thing takes a while to build up. It doesn't come back as quick as as you used to be or even like your speed so it takes a while to kind of come back. But Probably took a year or two to just mentally trust your leg again that the same thing isn't going to happen if you go out and turn for a ball or you know, small things like that that you're you're wary of going into collisions or, or rooks that you're almost trying to mind yourself. You learn from it, I suppose, too, even like just the different bits of gym work that you have to do to strengthen up the leg. I'd say that probably stands to to lads as well in the long run. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously you, you, you still stay doing that bit of rehab work. You're kind of just trying to give it that small bit of extra protection by continually doing that work. Like. The fact, I suppose, that you're, you're an electrician, you're working all day, that probably 
was more beneficial than say if you're sitting in an office sitting down all day as well it, it just maybe not in terms of knee but just in terms of injuries in general yeah like there's obviously positive and negatives the you know, teachers have a handy getting up late or nine o'clock in the morning like but at least I suppose when you're up and moving the body isn't stiff like you're you're kind of moving or you know the day after a hard match another an hour or two in the morning walking around and you wouldn't be long loosening out like I suppose the thing is you just have to probably plan the days like when they are such long days coming back whether you're training with God or training with Thomas's you probably have to be on top of everything I'd say meal plans and and so on that's probably nearly the the biggest thing is it yeah yeah and in fairness I'm lucky a good girlfriend at home that that supports me and would have dinners ready and meals ready to go when I'd be literally coming in the door grabbing the dinner and, and going out the door start to yeah it's more busy like even now say building a house you're kind of you're just in the door literally grab something to eat back out the door grab the gear bag and you know you're constantly going but it's not that bad it's just a small bit of planning and it goes a long way like do you think stuff like that like the manual labor does stand here in in, in some ways as as a hurler like yeah i think even i wouldn't be too fond of going to the gym to be honest with you and like a lot of your day's work is kind of say as an electrician is always over your head and you know you'll be using a good bit of your body you're not you're not probably in need of the gym as much as obviously there's programs and stuff that you need to do obviously you're not going to get everything done while you're working like but there is parts of it that that is definitely beneficial that probably saves you doing as much in the gym as you would have to if you were sitting down all day. You probably won't have too long off, I suppose. When this finishes, you'll be back in with Galway maybe, I don't know whether it's a week or fortnight later. i say it's no harm to miss the, the bit of the pre-season slog though at the same time. Yeah, it's probably, it's grand to miss it, but I'd say it's a good few years now since I've probably done a hard pre-season slog like that. So I'd say, I'd say the lads wouldn't mind getting me in for a season or two of a hard run to get me fit. I'd say. When you're training as long with the club, you'll be fit enough coming in anyway. That's what you'll be telling them anyway, I'd say. That's <laughs> so I'd be trying to convince them that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, um, thanks a million for that, Linton, and uh, the very best luck to you on, on, on Sunday night. Oh, thanks a million. Nice. Hey, Connor, how's things? Not too bad, Lee. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, congratulations on, on getting to another final. Um, like, this, this journey just doesn't seem to be ever ending for you guys. Here, it's, it's, it is. They're slowly rolling into to one. Um, but um, I've said previously, I'd rather be playing matches than I would be doing a, a pre-season snogging session up on own bag. So um, yeah, I'm just I'm happy to be on the field at the minute and enjoying a bit of success. Yeah. Now I know. Uh, the common line is it's take one game at a time you know mm-hmm. it's, you, you never look ahead but at the start of last season I suppose or the league or whatever um, All-Ireland final and getting back there that that was the ultimate goal it was the ultimate goal but I didn't really think about it to be honest with you. like I, I I knew that it's such a long journey and such a hard journey to get to Um, we were questioning whether we would we would win Derry never mind Ulster and then get to an All-Ireland final like so there was it was, it, it is as cliche as that sounds. And um, if you didn't take it at one game as it comes, like we'd be caught in the hop, if whether it be against Slack, Neil, uh, Marfelt, the Glenties, Cargan. And like here, we've had close matches over the last three or four months. Um, so it was. And it's having that perspective of not thinking too far ahead. And, and, and it's and it's worked for us this year. So, um, um Taking each game of the come, it's, it's it's not a bad thing to to have that focus as well, like. No, of course, and then you certainly weren't looking past uh, Kilmacock Croaks, your last right. match in the semi final. <laughs> um, just on that game, first of all, like, what do do you think it should have been played? Obviously, there was a lot made about the the weather conditions and what was it like to play in that? 
I, th- I think it, Connor Lane was 100% right in terms of going ahead with it. Like the first half, you could see the other goalposts from the other end of the field. Like, and it was, it was probably easier to see on the pitch than it was um, over the camera or in the stand. So <clears throat> I do think it should have went ahead. Uh, second half gradually got worse, but it was the same for both teams. And yes, visibility was affecting probably some state of play, but like you were able to get through it and there was, there's probably no time in the schedule to to re, replay it or that sort of way. But here, look, I, he, he made the right decision and going ahead with it. And as I said, I was the same for both teams. No, yeah, and I'm sure you relate it because obviously he came out the right way or the right <laughs> end of the result. Yeah. Um, was was that like a, an, an edge that you guys really needed to scratch? Because obviously the All-Ireland final last year, the nature of it, all that talk of a replay, the replay didn't happen. But then you've effectively got it like a year later. Uh, the anticipation and build up as, as much as you would try to keep it all under control it, it must have been well extra I suppose for, for that game in particular we were obviously yeah we wanted to rectify our, our defeat from last year um, did we think we were going to get more crack at them less than 12 months probably not like um, because the, the, all the chances of us coming through Derry and Ulster and the chances of them coming through again like so Dublin's obviously competitive a competitive enough um, competition as well so uh, any any defeat is is hard to swallow. Um, never mind the Ireland final. So, uh, if you're able to rectify that within 12 months, we were solely f- focused and motivated to to come over the line. So, thankfully, we did. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed at the, at the end of that match, Connor, was um, I, I I was sort of waiting on like an eruption of uh, celebrations. Nearly when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Because you... (coughs) Conquered the Giants, really the the reigning All Ireland champions. There's there's a lot in that. Got yourselves into an All Ireland final, but I thought the celebrations were very subdued from yourselves. Is is that because maybe the nature of the game, the way it ended, they obviously pulled that really late goal back, so things were a bit nervy. Or is that more, you know, jobs not finished yet kind of approach? Yeah, the latter. Um, at the end of the day, it's only a semi final. Like we don't have our hands in silverware. We're in the same position the Bridges are. Um, and it was probably it was Ryan Porter and Malachi pushing that in terms of getting boys to the change rooms. You could have easily celebrated after the game and celebrated with the community. They could point in more to the, the community than it did to the players because we know that we have one more job to do. And um, just because we beat the Rain All Ireland champions doesn't um we don't we don't deserve it more than Bridges do. Like they're in a, as I said, they're in a similar position and they're the, they are the, they're the most informed team in the country, like the last three games that they've played. Um, they're a more successful club than we are, and they've won the All Ireland Club. Like, so they have that history. So, 
yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to require a better performance than that we, what we got against Crokes to, to win this game this weekend. Mm-hmm. Just on the community <laughs> there, um, it, as, as much as you guys are obviously very focused and you, you can subdue your celebrations and it's one game at a time kind of approach, yeah. the community don't have to do that. You know, they, they can celebrate and let rip and, um, and it's very enjoyable to be around too. But can it be difficult, you know, like you, you own a, a, a coffee shop, I think. Um, yeah. So I'm sure you have customers coming in and all they want to talk is football. Correct, correct. Um, I love the the cafe gets me away from football in terms of it gives me a different passion and a different focus. Um, but when you have people coming in just to chat about football, you you can't switch off from it. Yeah, but I love I love it. Like I love football. I love chatting about football and um, see, seeing the smile that's on children's faces when they come into the cafe. Um, <clears throat> seeing trustees of the club in terms of Mickey McCaffrey and the McGraths coming into the club, uh, coming into the cafe. Uh, like here it's. It is the heartbeat of the community uh, at the minute, and I'm able to provide that service for for the community to, to have a safe place to come in and chat about football. Um, but as players, we're solely in a bubble. Um, the bubble, as people talk about, in terms of you don't really want to. You can obviously listen to all the external noise of like, oh, you've you won this and all that sort of stuff, but that, that that's not the case, and you'd be stupid to think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, someone I've interviewed a, a fair few times just over the years is Enda Gormley. Um, mm-hmm. and he, he would have been heavily involved with your crop of player, this current senior team at underage level. And there's a lot about that underage team in terms of all of the Ulster uh, trophies that you guys won at minor and under 21s and things like that. What yeah. what what was so special about the, the, the development of that team? Because Glenn weren't a historically successful team at senior level. They'd never won a, a Derry Senior Championship. But they just found this is it, was it more a case of they had a really special crop of players and they knew that, or is it more the nurture in effect? You know what I mean? Like, and they thought we're going to put a real emphasis on underage here and see what we can bring up. It was a combination of things, Lee. To be honest, um, you obviously have to have the players, like talent. You can train, you can train as much as you want, but when some players just have it, they have it. Like, um, and thankfully, we do have players that have had it the last five, six years. Um, the nurturing effect you talked about played a massive part in terms of we didn't, so we had the structures in place from a young age. So as players and as children, all we had to do was just go out and play football and enjoy it and listen to the coaches. Um, so it was a combination of factors and and the bond that we have with each other. Like um, <clears throat> we talked, chatted about just the house in the States, like uh, Moloch Moore in terms of myself, Danny and, Gary McCabe and a few others and <clears throat> the Beaver Boys and the, the Doherty's Mahal and Bradleys. We all played in the same team together, went to the same school. We were successful at primary school, we were successful at some Pats. Like it was just a, a it's just a coming together of of everything. Um and it does get it comes down to the, the, the structures that were provided for us uh, from a young age. <clears throat> And like, obviously you guys are reaping the benefits of that as well, but is there a, nearly a slight, uh, what's the word, like not a fear, but like um, uh, a sense that you really need to make the most of this because it's here now, you know, um, and it won't be there forever, of course. We had the same approach going into the Iron Final last year in terms of like who, who knows when we'll be back here, like will we ever be back here? So yeah. <clears throat> you always want to have that focus of win as much as you can whether that be um, a Larkin Cup, like the, the pre-season cup for, 
for Derry or for South Derry, the league campaign, you want to win as much as possible because as footballers, your your football career is short lived. Um, so we do want to win as much as we can uh, in, in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things about what you mentioned earlier, you'd rather be playing football than playing preseason, of course. But I think we, you probably haven't done a preseason in maybe two years, effectively, just because of the back to back nature of, of county football and club and going to the All Ireland things. How, how do you manage your your uh, body through that? Because obviously, a preseason is all about building a, a foundation. So yes, yeah. you survive the season, you know. <clears throat> um, good question. Um, like I, I'm not. I don't overdo the gym. Like I don't. It's not as if I'm completely fixated on health and fitness that sort of way. Like I'm, I wouldn't. I'd go to the gym probably once, even maybe even twice a week. Like uh, obviously away from uh, training. So it's not as if I'm completely fixated on that. Um, it probably comes down to my time in terms of being in a professional environment. Um, I had done a. It's called an injury prevention program from the got to 15, 16, 17 years old with Hawthorne and they put me through that for three years. <clears throat> so it's probably that, looking back on it now, that's probably those foundations that were set from a young age. Yeah. The good habits of, I don't, I think I live a good lifestyle in terms of getting out in nature, going for walks. My diet's reasonably good too. Like So it's a combination of things and being surrounded by good people as well always plays a part in it like so to put it down to I go to the gym and I do rehab for an hour every day like that's definitely not the case like it's just a combination of living a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. no I, I agree with you I definitely <laughs> I don't go to the gym a big pile either so I'm with you on that <laughs> um, just uh, it's an interesting conversation though because you hear especially inter-county footballers and, and other clubs and the way they talk about how seriously they, they take football Um there's there's a nearly a gym culture within GA, um, in in some regards, and, and these are, these are from very successful people. So you know you look at them, you think, oh well, that is the way you have to do it. But then you know the example you just said yourself, like, um, it just maybe horses for courses and individuals. Yeah, it's every individual is different. Um, it's not as if I don't go to the gym. Like I do go to the gym, and I probably go to the gym more than often than a normal person. Like, yeah, but I'm not overly fixated on on doing it. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, but as as you said, like every individual is different. Some players need to do that to, to get their mindset right or to get their mind knowing that they've done the work during the week that way. So like every, every individual is different. Um, you touched there on, on your time with the Hawthorns and, and being in Australia and that professional setup. Obviously leaving that to come home and play football is a massive, massive decision. Um, what motivated that decision, I'm sure, is, is winning things with Glenn and in fact with Derry. But when you made the decision at that time, Gary hadn't really won anything and Glenn hadn't even run anything. Um, so, I mean, is this even better than what you'd hoped for or was this always sort of... No, it's, it is, it's 100% better. Uh, when I first came home, it was during COVID too. Like, so I was stuck in my bedroom. I was just started university. Stogging away at uni, playing Call of Duty, Warzone. Um, could barely leave the house during COVID. Like, so you were questioning those sort of things. But... You look at it now, like I don't have any regrets coming home at all. And that's it does come down to the success and the, the enjoyment they've had over the last few years. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, back to back all our finals uh, with, with Glenn and two Ulster titles with Derry. Um just gonna touch on Derry just just a little because I you know, it's 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 weird talking or watching Glenn play and you're and you're looking at that team and 
obviously yourself, McFall, um, Doherty, and McGuckin are all involved in the dairy setup, but there's easily four or five boys in that Glen team that, that are more than capable of, of being at county level. Now, not naming names or anything, but yeah. you being dairy captain, are you never in the changing rooms in a few boys' ears being like, come on, <laughs> you know? You do, you do get that. Um, I, I've, I've listened to the, the podcast you done previously. Was it after the Crokes game about Danny? Uh-huh, um, yeah. Like, that, I've played with Danny. I grew up with Danny. Like, I know he's played for Derry as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so like, I'm, I'm sure they will be asked up, but it's just a matter of, um, like, it's a commitment as well to, to play for Derry. Like, I'm sh- like, you don't know what's going on in people's lives where he wants to go traveling or work or family, that sort of thing, too. So mm-hmm. it has to suit them that way. Like, and Michael Warnick, too, himself, or Doogie. Like there's countless boys, Carville, like there's, I could probably name the whole team to be honest, but it has to sit them um, off the field as well because it is such a commitment. Um, and I know Spike's at an age now where he's, he's previously just got married. He wants to go on a honeymoon, building a house and that sort of thing. So there's different factors come into play um, with calling people up. But um, as you said, like you could, I'd, I'd love to have all the grand boys up just to, to have one over in the slack new boys in terms of outnumbering them, but <laughs> that's that's just me being selfish. No, of course, but it's hard to find that balance because quite often when you have a really successful club team, it's more often the case that a few most of them don't even play county level because uh, you're nearly trading one obsession for the other. Um, yeah. like that cross McLean team that were so successful for years, only a handful of them were playing for Armagh. Mm-hmm. Um, even even the slack new boys, you know, back when when they were really dominant, um before even like Chia McGuigan and stuff you know yeah. so it is sort of striking that balance and, and Glenn probably do you have a fair representation and still being successful in both clubs we do when I first came back I think we had seven like Alex Doherty was up at that stage as well uh, Danny was obviously there um, Tom and Bradley was there for a stage so Emmett was there so like, there's been stages when you've had seven eight players that, from Glenn <clears throat> and hopefully that's the case again this year because as you said we want the best players in Derry playing for Derry and uh, we definitely have a handful that are at Glen and it'll only it'll only make the county better. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then just lastly on, on the county stuff, um, and I know you haven't really been all focused on Glen and things, but the prospect of working with Mickey Hart, you probably only really got to have conversations with him and not 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 really experience mm-hmm. it yet. But it, it must be something that you're looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely buzzing. Um, he's been there and done that. Um, he's been successful really anywhere he goes, even with Louth. Um, he had Louth very very competitive in Division Two. Last year, so I'm I'm actually I'm absolutely buzzing to yeah working with him and Gavin and seeing what they provide for us. And um, they're obviously doing good things at the minute in terms of reaching the McKenna Cup final. Like so, they're doing they're good doing good things, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, whenever that time comes, whether it be next week or the week after that, so I'll look forward to that. And uh, very last question for me then, just on some Bridgets. Uh, you you touched on it. You know they've got the history sort of on their side, you know, they've been there and they've done it, although maybe not so much uh, this current crop. But despite all of that, and despite the fact that Glenn haven't yet won uh, an All-Ireland club, you guys are going to be going into this as favourites, which is unusual because I, I would say more often than not, you've been the underdogs, like last year in the Ulster final, Kilku, last mm-hmm. year against Kilmo called Crokes. And so this time going in as favourites, is that is that a different sort of pressure? Uh, I guess we've been favourites this year in terms of Derry or Ulster and that sort of thing. Like, so... The favourite side doesn't really play too much in our heads about us, but as I said before, like they are the most informed team in the country, and we're we're fully aware of that. Like the Ben O'Carroll's probably the most informed forward in the country. Like he, his performances over the last couple of months have been ridiculous. Like, um, 
and we're fully aware of that. So we're going to have to put in a better performance against Bridges than, than we, what we had against Crokes and what we've had pretty much all year because those performances aren't good enough. Um, and yes, they have had that success. And they're, they're probably thinking too that's 10 years since the last one, it's certain that sort of way too. And um, you're going to think that. So now here we're look, looking to upset that and, and put, her, put her name on the trophy for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, Connor, thank you very much for your time and good luck on Sunday. Appreciate that, Lee. Good man. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.